are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Hey, this is Ronja Kaminski from the Pinpricks. Greetings from Germany, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Lee Gershman Show. Wait. Hey. Hey, oh. Lee. How's your show? This is your show. Oh. I'm on the wrong podcast. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh it's the Freeform Rock Podcast. Gosh. Oh, oh, okay. I was kind of hoping that that maybe it was my show because because in that way it could um, make me think, wow, I I guess I wasn't diluted from the alcohol. <laughs> So how are you doing this week, Lee? Oh, this week I'm doing okay. I um, have been, you know, listening to music and, you know, thinking about doing some more podcasts on my show. But I, I have to, I have to think about what I want to do. And, you know, the the um, college has opened up now, so it's not like. Well, the students are out, and there's some classes I think that are kind of open. But I think it's um, just the medical ones where you need hands-on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But um, the thing is that the cafe is open. I mean, there's no place to sit inside, but they have outside seats, and some of the students sit out there and talk or read or whatever. So I can, I can still go there. And and it's cool. So it's it's kind of getting back. The campus is kind of getting back into track. Well, I heard September thirtieth, so, New York's going to open for indoor dining again. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So you got some time, unless you get a big outbreak there again. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, that's three days after my birthday. So I'm 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 going to ask him. Can I take off my mask to eat as my birthday present? Oh, you and then they go, no, you have to leave on your mask to eat. No, in the, rest in the restaurants, you can take off your mask while you're eating. <laughs> you just, oh, when okay. you go okay. outside. Yeah, I, That's hilarious. <laughs> while I thought about that, I, I, I then realized I made a joke, uh, no, even though I was they, kind of... What they do I is give you a, a thing, joke too. they give you a thing like a horse, they put it over your mouth, and you eat it out of that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So that kind of reminds me of what my what happened when my dad his dad used to walk him um when he was a little kid my dad would run away um or like run off quick so his dad put him on a dog collar and walked him like a dog to make sure he didn't run off dang uh, <laughs> I see kids on leashes all the time and and I go my mom wishes they had that when I was a kid I used to run oh, off all yeah. the time and I go but my baba never put me on a leash it's Horrible. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen a movie Top Secret? Um, it sounds familiar. Val Kilmer. Um, no. It was like a. It's like a parody. Uh, it was funny because there's a thing Val Kilmer said. Well, he got lost in a department store and he never saw his mom again. And they let him live up in the basement and he started writing jingles for the store <laughs> to pay for oh. his food. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, it's a great movie, too, if you want to laugh your ass off. Especially there's a scene with freaking uh, a ballerina. You know how oh. they, you know how the guys wear tight pants and you can see their schlongs? Oh. It's like, but they're extra long, so she's bouncing off of them. <laughs> like dancing oh. on top of them in a line. <laughs> oh. But 
But just that part reminds me of, have you ever seen the movie Rockstar? With, yes. Um, um, yeah. And then there's a scene where he's going to go to the bathroom and the lady who he spent the night with, the really cute lady, she's all dressed up and everything and she's winking at him and she's in the bathroom. She said, I had a great night last night. But he knows that she's standing up to pee. So he's like, oh, what? <laughs> that, that's funny. You know? And yeah. so um, I got the Striper album this week, even the Double Beliefs on CD and vinyl. Because oh. I wanted both. So I could put my CD into my iTunes. Because I'm not going to yeah. have a digital copy. So I can because if you, you know, if you travel in a car and you go to places with no internet. Yeah, yeah. I have this on my Amazon Music, but I can't stream it, so I put it on my uh, my iPhone. So I have. Oh, okay. Uh, you always have to have hard copies. This is why, kiddies, because if you don't have hard copies and you're in a place with no internet, you have no fucking music. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> you can't get okay. Sirius XM. You can't get Spotify uh, because there's no internet. So it's put hard copies on your phone. That's a tip of yeah. the day. <laughs> and also, do you, uh, um, have you heard both the vinyl and the CD? And I, if so, or do they sound different? Or I or haven't the, listened or, or, to the CD yet, but I've listened to it oh. digitally. It's probably the same as the CD. But the record yeah. is amazing. The production on it is so good. Michael oh, okay. Sweet is a great... Pro and Michael Sweet was even talking about that on Facebook. How people are coming to him and saying, your production is so good. It sounds so good. And he's like, he's been oh, producing wow. a lot lately. And it's it's. It, he said thank you to everybody for saying that to him. Because he takes cool. great pride in it. And they usually say, you shouldn't produce your own music. But he does a great job on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, today we're doing an obscure album. Kind of, yep. but 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 not an obscure band. Yeah, uh, this is their last album they did in 1988 with Jimmy Jamerson until 2006. They didn't have an album for 18 years. Oh wow! Because uh, Too Hot to Sleep is their seventh album from rock band Survivor, released in 1988. It was mm -hmm. a relative commercial disappointment, reaching 187 on the Billboard album charts. Though Across the Miles is one of their biggest AC chart hits, after this album, founders Frankie S Sullivan and Jim Petrick put the band on indefinite hiatus, while lead vocalist Jimmy Jamerson would continue to tour under, tour under the Survivor name, thus resulting in a lengthy, lengthy court battle regarding the rights to the name. Wow. Drummer Mark Dubray and bassist Stephen Ellis were, Ellis were replaced by studio musicians on the album. The lineup of Sullivan and Jamerson would not reunite until 2000. This is one of many Survivor albums briefly taken out of print in 2009. However, it was remastered and reissued in 2011 and distributed by Rock Candy Records. And I read this and I'm going to go buy it because I missed this CD. <laughs> wow. I love okay. this al uh, album, but it got bad. Uh, all music only gave it two stars. Mm. And uh, what'd they say about it? Uh, it didn't give me the review. They could suck it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, one thing about this album that, that was different, I'm just going to give a song of what I first bought it. I bought it on tape back when it came out. I didn't even hear any of the songs off of it. I go, it's fucking Survivor. I just bought it. I bought it and, and I loved it. And the thing is, the first, like, 
when we get into it, the drum sound is different, and this is why, because the original drummer was kicked out with a studio musician and replaced by a kick-ass drummer. It was oh, Mi- okay. it was Mickey Curry. Mi- oh, okay. Mickey Curry played drums with, uh, I think he played on the Colt. Uh, he played with Hall oh. Notes. He played oh, with, yeah. Bri- and he's mo- mo- most famous for Brian Adams being his drummer. Oh, cool. Yeah, so this is a kick-ass drummer. I I like Mark Dubray, Dubray, but uh, the first thing I heard was the first song. Go, what the fuck? This sounds like John Bonham. Um, Oh, (laughs) and uh, so this this is one of my favorite Survivor albums with Jimmy. Um, Oh, okay. This is why I wanted to do it, and I don't think a lot of people know about this album because it wasn't very well received when it came out. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard of it either until you mentioned doing this review. God, I love this record. It's like, I, it's one of my go-to Jimmy albums. This one and uh, the first one with him, Vital Signs, but this album is a lot harder than any album that Jimmy oh, did yeah. with uh, Survivor. Even when they came back with 2006 Reach, it was kind of more ballady. Uh, oh, okay. There's some ballads on this album, but they're not... Oh, I don't want to get a spoiler alert for you guys. Yeah. So, um... Let's get into this record. Let's start with the first song, She's a Star. What did you think about this one, Lee? It's a good way to start the album. I won't say it's my favorite on here, but I really like the opening riff, and it sounds like it was perfect to be a hit. They do this style of stuff well. You know, I was watching the um, a documentary on Cream Magazine called Cream, the only rock and roll magazine. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I heard about the guy. I, I knew the magazine. I didn't really pay attention to who was writing in it. But there's a writer called Lester Banks, and I heard he was a big dick oh. <laughs> on his reviews. <laughs> I go, I want to be the Lester Banks of podcasting. But you know what? I'm too nice for that. You could do that, oh. Lee, because you like to be a dick sometimes. <laughs> uh, you wanted to go too hot to shit. <laughs> well... That was a part of a joke. I know, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but it's funny. Lester Bangs would get on the artist and then become their friends. <laughs> he, <laughs> what's that guy, Cameron Crowe? Cameron Crowe wrote for them, and he said, Lester said, never become friends with the artist you're reviewing. And, oh. he, and then he went to a party with Lester, and he was a friend with a couple of the artists. And he goes, what the fuck? <laughs> so... Um, it reminded me of my grandma who who told everyone in the family, um, "Don't, don't drink in here. Get out of here. Out now, out, out." So everyone left, and my dad forgot his coat, so he came back in, and he saw her in the closet drinking, and she was like, "Oh shit, you caught me!" Yeah, and I just uh, I bought the 50th anniversary of Cream Magazine. It'll come in October, so that's huh. pretty cool. Because they don't release magazines, but they're going to release a 50th anniversary. <laughs> I hope uh-huh. they bring back magazines. I miss magazines. You know, for our generation, we yeah. love the we love the magazines. We like looking through things. We don't like flipping, going to the next page on the internet. You know, we want to feel something like we like yeah. CDs and physical media. We like physical magazines, and that's sad that you only have fucking Rolling Stone out there, or yeah. fucking uh, you have those uh, imported magazines like Prog Rock and classic rock that you had to pay an arm and a leg to get them in the usa yeah <laughs> you know because england loves physical magazines so europe is really yeah. cool so uh, let's get into my review of she's a star i said this comes in bonham-esque like drums i've never heard survivor with this album before like i said earlier 
It says, and Frankie has killer wrists and some light keyboards. And Jimmy is singing his ass off. This starts rocking hard. Like I said, I remember buying this and didn't hear one song off this record. I was blown away by the power of this song because I'm a huge Survivor fan of all eras. Oh, and I forgot to say the solo fucking rips. This is a killer song to start the album. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we get into the next song, Desperate Dreams, which I can't believe wasn't a single. But uh, what do you huh. think about this song? This sounds way too formulaic for my taste. And it's not my favorite on here. It's a filler track. Well, this is like Survivor with Jimmy. This is totally Survivor with Jimmy with Vital Science and with Seconds. Yeah. I like it because yeah. I love those albums. I said, now this sounds like Survivor, yeah. like I just said, Jimmy era. And this is a fucking killer ballad. The drum sound is still killer. So much power. Jimmy Jimmy is a manly man vocal, vocalist. He's like Lou Graham, a foreigner, but he has his own style, yeah. and I love it. It's like, you oh, can yeah. tell he's a man singing. He's like, oh, you know, he, he could hit those highs, but he sounds like a man. Same thing with Lou Graham. Oh, wow. Know? Yeah. It's not like, uh, like Freddie. He, he was kind of a virtuoso singer, but he didn't sound like a manly man. You know, this guy oh, sounds yeah. like, <laughs> like a bear, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm trying to say. And then, um, I love the song. It's a great ballad. That's why I said I don't know why it wasn't a single off this album. I think this would have this would have been this is the best ballad off the album to me. And then um Oh, okay. And then we get to the next ballad, which was a single. Didn't know it was love. What do you think about this one? Oh. Um The guitar sounds like Angus Young. So that was interesting, but the song was too mediocre for me it sounded like it tried too hard to be a hit it's not the worst song on the album but it's filler i think it was i think desperate dreams would have been a better single um and they were trying to get a hit uh love how it starts acoustic and then the drums kick in riffs love the keyboards on the song jimmy in the chorus such fucking power this man's amazing he is missed because he did die he passed away a few years ago uh, from uh, cocaine, you know, shouldn't do cocaine. Wow. You shouldn't do cocaine over Philly, uh, over fifty people. Uh, yeah, Killer Bridge. It goes into a smoking Frankie Sullivan solo. Man, he's so underrated as a guitarist. This is the man who wrote the riff to Eye of the Tiger, and then he goes oh, okay. off at the end, and the song just rules. Wow. And then um, we get into the next song, which you pick. Oh wait, I passed. Too hot to sleep. I'm sorry. We went out of order. That's, yeah. Why didn't you tell me, Lee? You made me look like an idiot. <laughs> I, I I wanted you to match me. All right. Well, here here's okay. We I reviewed didn't know it was love. It was supposed to be too hot to sleep. I was going. This sounds weird. Uh, what I was saying. So here's too hot to sleep that Lee picked on the Freeform Rock podcast. Hands and face, big fan on the screen porch turning, cat looking for a hiding place. Sun sinking, but the fire still burning. Music playing, a few doors down. I'm drawn to the sound. It's just too hot to sleep. 
Okay, that was too hot to sleep. What you think about that track, Lee? <laughs> oh, this is one of the best songs on the album. It sounds like something Def Leppard should have done on Pyromania, but it's better than that. This song has a great balance of moody keyboards with heavy rock and great guitar, and it's awesome. And what I just said about didn't know it was love, that was my Too Hot to Sleep review. How it starts off acoustic and freaking Jimmy freaking chorus is fucking power. And where it goes, it's a fucking great song. One of the hardest songs that Survivor's ever done, in my yeah. opinion. Freaking Frankie just goes off on his solo. So now we get into didn't know it was love. <laughs> What'd you think about this song, Lee? Well, yeah, I said the guitar sounds like Angus Young. Yeah. So that was interesting, but the song was too mediocre for me. It sounded like it tried too hard to be a hit. It's not the worst song on the album, but it's filler. Yeah, it's a it's a ballad, Jimmy Survivor. Uh, it's Jimmy Era Survivor ballads. The rhythm rules on this song, good song. It works for the album. It's a it's a yeah. filler track, like you said, but it's a killer filler track. I like it. Yeah. And then we. I kind of wondered. I kind of wondered. I was saying, is he talking about too hot to sleep? Because I, I really like that one. And I was um, talking about Didn't Know It Was Love when you mentioned it. So I, I, know, I was we, wondering, we, you know. I, I fucked up. <laughs> My eye <laughs> went no. down one song. <laughs> I went down from three to four. I the, figured that. People are, used some, to, people are used to me doing this shit. So. Plus in some, some countries like Europe, they switch selections. And some people like, just as long as they talk about all the songs, I don't care what order. So, you know, kind of like that. Well, at least I told people I fucked up, so they know. I'm like David Lee Roth. I forgot the lyrics, man. <laughs> yeah. What I do is I tell people when I screw up, but I tell them a week later when I hope they didn't notice. Okay, so we get to the last song on side one, if you have the vinyl or the cassette. And all, all these songs, the first five, were written by Jim Petrick, Frankie Sullivan, Petrick Sullivan, and Jimmy wrote uh, Too Hot to Sleep with Petrick and Sullivan, and then Jimmy wrote rhythm of this song right here. So most of the album is written by Petrick and Sullivan, which is yep. usual for a Survivor album. Yeah. So we get to the last track on side one, Rhythm of the City. What do you think of this one? This has... Oh. Oh, wait. You picked this song. So before yeah. we get into the review, here's Rhythm of the City on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> It's down to 
Okay, that was Rhythm of the City. Why did you pick this track, Lee? This has an awesome guitar sound, and it's the best song on the album. These guys were as good as any of the 1980s heavy rock bands popular at the time. They could have been that kind of group if they wanted to do that, but they had a broader range to their sound. But this is a great rock song that ranks up there with some of the best 80s rock classics. Well, I think Pete Petrick brought in the pop. Sullivan brought in the hard rock. And they they were a good team to me. Yeah. Because uh, you hear Petrick's uh, other bands are more melodic, softer rock. They're not really hard. Yeah. Compared to when he's with Sullivan, he's got the hard shit. And then Petrick brings in the keyboards and, and softens it down and puts more ballads in it. So yeah, um, it's a pretty good... This is a freaking damn good song. You picked my two favorite songs off this album, so I didn't have to add a four tra fourth track. I could have, but I didn't. Because oh, there's another song you, that I really like. Um, um, and, and it might have been a song that I didn't. So it's <laughs> a good thing you didn't pick it. All right. Oh, fuck yeah. Some killer drums and some tasty riffs to start this song. Power, power. Jimmy, man, what a fucking power and grit he has on this song. And Frankie is going off with his leads. My, This is my favorite song on this album. And it rules. It has a killer break that goes into a, a killer Frankie solo. And then Frankie ends it by going off. You know, he's just going off on this song. Fucking what a great guitarist. He doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. And he fucking wrote Eye of the Tiger. That fucking, it's like smoke on the water. You know, people learned how to play guitar because yeah. of Smoke on the Water. In the 80s, people learned how to play guitar because of Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Come on, man. People were playing that shit. Yeah. Over and And I over. heard that Sylvester Stallone had talked with the band. And he said, you know this one song that you do? And I forget what one it was. He went, I want you to write something like that for my movie. And they went, okay. And that's how they came up with Eye of the Tiger. Nice, man. I, I love the original singer also. Uh, he's a freaking great guy. I hope he, they bring him back in the band. Uh, they did yep. They did have him and Jimmy in, and they went on a tour together. They had both of them in the band. Huh. And wow. uh, Jimmy died during that. <laughs> so, uh, oh, wow. I didn't get, it didn't come to LA, so I didn't get to see it. That would have been awesome. Um, yeah. And a uh, freaking great song. And then we turn this over and we get into Here Comes Desire. What do you think about this song, Lee? This is a decent song. It sounds like something that could have been on Van Halen's for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge album. The guitar work is pretty good, and I wouldn't skip it. It might not be my favorite song on here, but it's far from being one I dislike. Yeah, this starts off with a marching beat, and Jimmy's voice is ear candy. Love the piano that they use in here. You know, they have that honky-tonk piano going in and out sometimes. Yeah. You know, when he goes, this ain't no shot in the dark. You know, he's yeah. freaking just, his fucking voice rules. This rules. Hard rock that swings. It's got a swing to it. Love it again. Frankie's on fire again. Such a good fucking out uh, track, man. I love it. And yeah. then we get to their uh, second single off the album, Across the Miles which is a total Survivor ballad. What do you think about this one? I didn't like this song. Not at all. It's the kind of ballad I feel breaks the consistency of a good album with a really sappy song in the middle. The only positive thing I'll say about it 
is at least the guitar playing has a nice Steve Vai style to it. Yeah, it, it isn't my favorite off the song. I think it's a filler song, and it's it's good. It's not killer, but I don't like the electric drums that they're using in this, or the the what Petrick is doing. I think Petrick is doing yeah. like you do on your keyboard, where you have that drum machine on your keyboard. Yeah, it's... they should have used me, <laughs> but not on this song. I would have said no, thank you. But they should have used the killer drummer Mickey Curry on this and put a drum sound yeah. to it, because this is it breaks up the the drum sound on this album too <laughs> excuse me it's 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 really totally 80s not my favorite but i still enjoy it i love good ballads and jimmy knows how to sing them that's what i say about it <laughs> oh okay it's got beautiful lyrics to it though but um i know that you're into the lyrics it's yeah. like uh, you, you you could put a piece of poop on a plate and if it has good lyrics on it you'll say this is shit but it sure looks but sure it's got a good message Nah, I, I, I like the song, but I don't like the... It breaks up, like you said, it breaks up the album. But it, it yeah. breaks it up with the drum sound. It's like electronic shit. Uh, what the fuck? It's like... Okay. Get off your keyboard. You, you get, get off your make key a point. Get off your keyboards, Petrick, and let the drummer play. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then we get to uh, the next song, Across the Miles. What would you think of this one? Oh, I oh, we already my... said this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. I want to see oh, if you're paying right, attention. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to make you say face because a lot of people um, who listen to this episode, they might not have all of their brain matters, so um, they forgot the last ten seconds. So see, see what we could talk about about the same song three times in a row, and they won't remember. <laughs> You see what happens when I don't drink? <laughs> That's my train of thought. No, I'm joking. Uh, tell me I'm the one. What do you think about this one? Oh, I like the Eddie Van Halen style guitar playing on this. The background vocals sound more like they should be on a Pointer Sisters album. And the melody and the keyboards aren't quite my bag. But they still play it well. And I didn't dislike it. It's half filler for me. But I wouldn't skip it. Yeah, this is a um, love the riffs on this one and the drums rule the grit again of Jimmy. Okay, this is a little '80s also, but rules. But the song, the song before was more '80s, you know, across the miles. Yeah, <laughs> it said, "What's wrong with the '80s sound?" Anyways, I love the '80s. <laughs> they should have something called '80s scrubber, where it's in a bottle and then and then you put some on a brush and you. Um, put it on an album from the 80s and you just wipe the album with the brush and then the music comes off. <laughs> and then you, all the keyboards come out and it's just hard rock. <laughs> yeah, or that Yeah, that would be cool. I think they <laughs> should re-record Across the Miles with a drummer mm -hmm. and make it a little bit faster. I think it'd be better. And then and then and then make it a little bit heavier. Yeah. I I I I I can't say that I think it would work but i i don't think anything could make it worse yeah and then we get to the next song you picked can't give it up so here's can't give it up on the freeform rock podcast
Okay, that was Can't Give It Up. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? Oh, this is a good example of corporate rock at its rocking best. When people talk about how much they like Loverboy or some of Whitesnake or later period REO Speedwagon, I know what they mean, but I'll say this group does it right. It's okay to do this kind of stuff as long as the group has integrity and does it great. And Survivor does this song great. If I was someone who exercised, I could use this as my exercise music. I like it. Not yeah. exercising, but I like the song. Yeah, this song jams with the driving bass, guitar, and drums. Hitting so hard. Um, for I love it. I love the organ at the end, and it rolls, man. Freaking yeah. great. Great great track. Great Survivor track. Yeah. Uh, man, we need more bands like this coming out right now. You know, more, more melodic rock. But most of them are coming from Sweden. We need some USA bands to come over here and yeah. give us some... Give us some melodic hard rock. Um, I need to get a long-haired blonde wig and call myself Lee von Gerstenmen <laughs> and call myself a Swedish keyboard player and say I, I'm a washed-up guy from an 80s group that nobody remembers, but here's my music, and I here I am singing, and now you'll know why we had a lead singer. Hey, you should do that. Get the long blonde wig, make some songs, <laughs> go, yeah, yeah, I'm playing yeah. some music. And make yeah. another page and see if you get more hits from that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> make some yeah. make Lee Von Gershman. <laughs> yeah, an... that would... <laughs> all yeah. right. That'd be funny. You should do that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, I... all right. I'll have to find more of the wig stores. Well, you just go to the uh, Halloween stores. They have long blonde wigs in there, like Lady Godiva wigs. Uh, okay, that's cool. Or even Walmart yeah. has those. Uh, oh, okay. I'll take a look. And then we get to the last song on the album, last but not least, Burning Bridges. What do you think of this song? This is a moody, heavy song. I wouldn't call it a ballad. It's slow, but I like it, and I like it as a last song, because this is something that probably sounds best at nighttime when walking outside in the cool breeze with headphones on and thinking about the song and what's going on around me. I give it thumbs up. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give a review and then I'm going to play this song because it should have been played. Because it's like one of the, it's like the, it's a weird song. It's not a ballad, but it's a rocker, but it's not a ballad. Yeah. Was that, was that the song you are going to pick? Yeah, that was a song I would have yeah. picked. Yeah, that was, that was actually going to be my fourth song if I had picked the fourth song. So, wow. Well, let me give my review. Well, let me uh, play it real quick and I'll come back with my review so I can break it up. All right, so here's Burning Bridges, an extra extra bonus track on the Freeform Rock podcast. Inside my heart is shining A bridge is burning 
That was Burning Bridges. We already heard what Lee thought about it. Uh, this is what I think about it. Now this album ends like it started, with hard drums and power of Jimmy and Frankie. The beat reminds me of when the levee breaks in some parts. Jimmy is singing his ass off with Frankie tearing it up in, on a mid-tempo song with fucking power. Even the keyboards, man. I love this song. Jim Petrick is awesome on keys and songwriting with Jimmy and Frankie, but he co-wrote most of this album with Frankie. Jim Petrick needs some, needs some love on this album too, even though I didn't give it to him. I'll give it to him at the end. You know, this guy is an amazing songwriter that he doesn't get enough credit for either. This band yeah. is like hidden. It's like everybody knows dun, 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 but they don't freaking know freaking American Heartbeat, uh, Chevy, yeah. Chevy Nights. There's so many good songs by this band that nobody knows unless it's on a fucking Rocky soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> and it just irritates the fuck out of me because this band is so good. I'm trying to collect all of them on vinyl. I got the original, almost all the original singer on vinyl right now. I need, I have vital wow. signs and I have when seconds count. I need this one. And I don't really want reach because it's very ballady. <laughs> Oh, but I have it on digital, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, me. I ha have you ever heard Frank Stallone's album? No. Sylvester's um, brother. No. Is it good? Oh, okay. It's not bad. I had it. All right. Is Frank still alive? I thought he didn't. He pass away. I have no idea, but um, maybe. But I heard that he always put on one song of Frank's on his album. Uh, I'm no on in his movies when Frank was oh, alive. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, oh, okay. And then we get into the, you got Jimmy Jameson, lead vocals, backing vocals, Team Petrick, Petrick, keyboards, Frankie Sullivan, guitar, backing vocals, and like, and then you got additional musicians, uh, Bill Sinanar, bass guitar, really good guitar, bass guitarist, man, this album was pretty pumping. And then you got uh, Mickey Curie on drums, like I said, uh, Ian Lloyd, backing vocals, Tommy Shaw, backing vocals, and Rory oh. Dodd, additional lead vocals, additional lead vocals. Where did he do lead vocals? I don't know. But uh, I guess the reason Tommy Shaw did it was because he was sick and tired of putting his vocals on uh, um, crappy albums. So he, he said, please, can you make me pretend I'm in Survivor for a little bit, <laughs> at least until Dennis DeYoung leaves? And they went, okay. Well, it's, <laughs> kind it's, of like that. Well, this is when he was out of sticks, though. So, oh, okay. He also so did... maybe he was like, damn it, I want to be back in sticks by might as well do something with a group that sounds like us. Uh, Survivor, <laughs> can you take me on until they come back to their senses and they go, ah, sure. Well, he, uh, Tommy was doing like Girls With Guns and What If around this time. So oh, okay. I like those albums. You like a lot of those songs too. I like, I like, I, I like some of that. Song. Yeah, yeah. I think he was kind of cool. All right, so this was their last album, like I said, till 2006, this Reach, 18 years between albums, and uh, this is a really good band. Go check out their, their whole catalog, man, because like I said, people only really know them if they're light Survivor fans. They only know the freaking Rocky soundtrack songs, and unfortunately, uh, one of my tracks of the week is the second song they did off the Rocky soundtrack with with Jimmy. <laughs> wow! Because yeah. it's not on a Survivor album, and if we if we eventually reviewed the whole Survivor catalog, uh, we won't have this song to play or talk about. So here, I am playing "Burning Heart" from Rocky <laughs> Four. You're playing a Jim Peterick group called the Ides of March. Yep. Baby's gonna grow. 
And then yep. your track is Building Hope, which you wrote yeah. to the words With, of uh, Henry G James. Henry McLafferty. James Matt Glafferty. Matt Glafferty, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, pretty good track, Lee. Yeah, he's an old um, poet from like maybe um, like the 30s or the 40s or around that time period. 20s, 30s, 40s, around that time period. Yeah. I forgot to say. Uh, I think. Hugh Syme did the art direction and cover design. This is a pretty basic cover. Like I was saying, yeah. it looks like Man in Motion by uh, Night Ranger that came out around the same same time because I bought them huh. all together. It's like, except they have a, a man on the hill. I think this is oh, the okay. exact same cover. I got to check this shit out. I got to look at I'll have to. Covers. I'll have to find out too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he did the album. Hugh Syme is an awesome art direction guy. So that's weird. Oh, okay. Because this is pretty yeah. basic. And uh, Frankie Sullivan produced it with uh, Jim, Jim Petrick as a oh, associate yeah. producer. And Frank... I think sometimes... Oh, go on, and then I want to say something. All right, go ahead. I'm done. Oh, okay. Um, that I like some of Frankie's playing better than Eddie Van Halen. I think that he and Eddie could have, um, you know, done a guitar duo um, battle and... I think Frankie would have held up his own. Yeah, Frankie, I don't think there's a Van Halen riff that people could just go dun, 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 or dun, 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 dun. You don't have that any yeah. riff. You have amazing yeah. solos and amazing rhythm, but you don't have that opening riff unless yeah. it's freaking eruption. But you can't um, do that with yeah. your mouth. You can't go. Do you know that? Yeah. Do you know that song? Um. In, in in the Rocky movies, um, do you know Ides of well, Do you know Ides of March's song Vehicle? No. It goes da 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 da. You know that one? No. In in the Rocky movies, it's it's it it sounds almost like a Bill Conti gonna fly now, but that uh. they use that in the Rocky movies, and that was Ides of March. But I, I thought that that song is way, way too well-known. So I wanted to pick something that wasn't that well-known. I remember Jim Peterick being on a, a what's-his-name show, uh, Mitch LaFon. And he's, they, he was making a new Ides of March album. So I think there's oh, a newer yeah. one out there for you, Lee, to go check out. Maybe check Thanks, it out on yeah. Spotify. Yeah, he's also in a group called Pride of Lions. Yeah, I know that group, too. Oh, okay. He's talking about Pride of Lions and Ides of March that he was releasing something yeah. by them and them. So he's pretty busy. I had, yeah, I had his his first solo album, trying to get the feeling, which I can't find. Most of it on on YouTube or Spotify or anywhere. And I saw a, con a concert where it was different singers would come up and play with Petrick and sing Survivor and sing this. He even had Jimmy come up and sing with him. And, uh, oh, that's so cool. It was a concert. It was a Jim Petrick concert where he had all these different vocalists come up and sing that's different cool. songs with him of his music. Yeah, I'd see him live if he um, came to a small club. So that was uh, Survivor Too Hot to Sleep. And I already said our tracks of the week was Burning Heart by Survivor, I to March, Baby's Gonna Grow, and our Lee Gershman track of the week, Building Hope. And until yeah. next week, Lee, you know what to do, man. You need to say goodbye. Bye-bye, Mr. Poopy Snoopy. Bye-bye, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> All right, later.
the hope for future days. Save memory by the past instilled in all its devious ways. And even though the past has held so little of the truth, yet on its memories we weld our hope You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.